Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. This week, my guest is Khalid Saleh. He's the CEO of Invesp, a, a e-commerce conversion consulting agency. And he's also the author, I think you're working on the second edition right now, Khalid, of Conversion Optimization, the Art and Science of Converting Prospects to Customers. So uh, you know a little bit about this. You and I have known each other for years, right? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, so if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about Invest, your company, and, and what you do for clients, that would give them great background. Sure. Uh, so let me start before Invesp. <laughs> I was a software architect for some of the uh, online major uh, major online retailers. We're talking about American Express, Motorola, Citrix, GoToMeeting. And uh, one thing I've noticed was the struggle of these online retailers that spent millions, if not tens of millions of dollars on their e-commerce websites. And they turn the switch on and there is just tremendous amount of traffic, but no one is converting. So that's uh, how the idea of Invest was born. Uh, the, we created the company back in 2006. And since our background was in e-commerce, it made a lot of sense to focus uh, a lot on e-commerce. About 90% of our customers are uh, retailers, online retailers, uh, some of the IRCE top 500 uh, companies. That would be uh, internet retailer, you know, top 500. Yep. So the biggest online guys, Amazon and then uh, the rest of them. <laughs> yep, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, it's been, it's been an amazing experience. I mean, Tim, you remember back like, you know, 2005, 2006, you talk to VPs and you talk to, you know, you talk to them about conversion optimization and they just have this puzzled look on their faces. What is that? You know, they're familiar with SEO. And if you compare that, you know, fast forward to 2016 and there's just an over explosion of companies that are offering conversion optimization, companies that are talking about conversion optimization. So it's been, it's been an amazing experience seeing yeah, how the industry grew. Quite a ride, no doubt. Uh, so, so let's let's talk about. Um, let's just jump right into e-commerce optimization. You know, one of the things that I've noticed is that um, right out of the box, I mean, there's probably a couple of hundred e-commerce uh, content management systems and platforms out there to serve various sizes and types of businesses. But right out of the box, most of them are configured, if I may say, pretty stupidly. So what are some of the worst practices you've seen with an out-of-the-box e-commerce implementation? I mean, most likely whenever you're talking about uh, large enterprise e-commerce websites, uh, we have to remember that the uh, the software company that's creating that software, uh, it also thrives on the customization of the platform. So there is a bit of conflict of interest built into it. You know, so they give you just really ugly templates, really full of usability mistakes. But, you know, they're selling consulting services. And that's what we did at some point before, before Invesp, you know, coming in, I was a software architect, you know, a client would spend $60 million buying the software and we'll bring in a team, you know, sometimes 100, 200 consultants working for a few months, customizing the look and feel. Uh, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a good idea, you know, a good uh, story from Motorola.com. 
so that was back in 2005. Uh, built like an amazing e-commerce website. I think we had 16 servers. The first hour, these all the servers go down just because of the number of visitors that came to the website. We watched the website for the first couple of weeks and orders were just trickling. It was just painful. And it turned out that the problem was, was with the with the promo code that we had on the checkout process. So people were adding items to their, you know, to their baskets and coming to the checkout and they see that, well, there's a promo code. And they go hunting for a promo code, but Motorola was not running any promos. So people just left their baskets and abandoned them. Uh, wow! Wow! So, was it, so that goes to show you that sometimes it's not even the setup of the website itself; it's your processes or the ecosystem around it. So, yeah, don't offer promo codes if you don't have any out there in the wild for people to redeem, right? Uh, yeah. So somebody wasn't wasn't uh, connecting the dots. But if you could just, you know, the most common mistakes. I mean, I, I know I've seen a few. Maybe you can echo or. Or, or give me your thoughts on these um, giant banners on the homepage that take up all the available real estate just to be cool or have the latest promotion or campaign. Are you a fan of those? That uh, seems not, to be not, part of all the templates. Not that's all. Uh, I can tell you we have one client and we were looking at their homepage. So we were sitting with their team just earlier this week. And we just looked at the homepage and I'm like, guys, I think they had close to like, you know, 20 different banners. I'm like, so what's the logic behind the banners? They're like, well, you know, we have some really preferred vendors, but we don't want those other vendors to get really upset. And this is just for this group. And this is, and I'm like, this is just, just so confusing. You just threw it all together without thinking through it and without thinking about the visitor and your conversion rate suffers at the end. Yeah, so basically, so when you say banners, you you mean frames within the giant banner, right? Yeah, the sliders, yep. yeah, yeah. So so basically, what you said is exactly been our experience. It's a it's not only a, a grab bag of stuff, but it's also kind of a, a political argument ender. Oh, we always can add more frames to that <laughs> to the banner slider, right? That's the solution. You have infinite real estate if you just make people sit through it long enough. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's, uh, you know, perhaps when it comes to conversion optimization, uh, people lots of times are really focused on the best practices, usability best practices and conversion optimization best practices. But one of the other challenges that until you get into it, you start discovering it's really about the political battles that, that sometimes you have to navigate through convincing the marketing department and the IT department and performance, uh, the performance marketing team, uh, you know, really bringing all these uh, teams together to focus on the visitor that that can be challenging. Yeah, and we and we deal with that especially with kind of uh, how would I say snooty brands, luxury or, or some high-end apparel brands. And what we find is that the creative departments are so strong within those companies that they just want to turn the homepage into a giant billboard or a copy of their fall catalog, or and that's where the real battles are. It's it's uh, kind of who has control of the real estate, isn't it? It's really not about testing. We pretty much know that big banners and giant photographic images suck on e-commerce <laughs> websites. But uh, that, So that's not really an issue, but convincing someone of that is a political turf war, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. You know, I, I think this is one of the areas that's really, uh, really interesting because e-commerce, I mean, it's really a great idea. But until now, e-commerce had not led the way. Most e-commerce websites that, websites that you see are just copies of, you know, just the paper catalog that the company was producing, especially if it's not an online uh, online company, if it's a brick and mortar. They just took their, you know, just traditional catalog that they used to send in the mail and they put it online. So there's lots of, you know, the practice that they did with a regular paper catalog and they just moved it online and it doesn't work. 
Yeah, one of the, the stories that, that I like to tell is that during the early days of television, people didn't know how to use the mediums. It was literally within weeks of when it started airing shows. So for commercials, what they used to have is a guy nicely dressed in a suit come out holding a piece of paper and reading the commercial to the camera because that's what you used to do in the radio days. You would read things out loud. So I figured the video component of it was the guy reading the commercial. Uh, <laughs> you just so, see him now. <laughs> yeah, now you're going to see him reading the commercial. So that kind of stuff of translating from one medium to another incorrectly happens all the time. Definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I, every time we talk to uh, to a prospect, I, I show them this one ugly category page. And like, you know, our team always tells me like, you know, why do you show this ugly category page? I tell them there's a story behind it. We act, That was one of the very first tests that Invest Brand for this small company. And we designed the category page, produced a 32% uplift in conversions. So I call the, the owner of the company. His name is, is Justin. I'm like, Justin, great news. 32%, 99% confidence. Mm-hmm. And there's this quiet on the on the other side. And he tells me, he just comes out flat, flat out and says, you know what? I like the old design. He was a web designer <laughs> and he still has the old design. You're talking about 11 years later. He still has the old design. <laughs> you know, conversions didn't matter to him. He just likes the old design. <laughs> yeah, we had a client for whom we did a, a homepage redesign and it was would have been an $18 million increase in revenue for him for the year. Uh, but for political reasons, they didn't push it live. You know, so I think what we're kind of uncovering here is that if you're going to be a conversion rate optimizer, and we'll pick up this theme after the break, is that you really have to be a bit of a team builder, coalition builder, uh, political animal because there are strong vested interests because websites are such a visible part of the company, aren't they? Definitely, definitely. I mean, there, there's a lot that you have to navigate and know how to work with client teams and get buy-in from everybody because the smallest guy, if he doesn't like what you're doing, he can put lots of hurdles can, in your way. Yeah, torpedo it. All right, well, we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. 
get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, landing page optimization, talking with Khalid Saleh. And uh, Khalid, before the break, uh, we were talking about some of the political dimensions of getting e-commerce optimization projects done. So let's talk about kind of the typical cast of characters. Um, who are the, not necessarily the biggest roadblocks, but the people that need to be involved in the process? And uh, what are their particular kind of um, predispositions or um, holy cows, if you will? <laughs> so I think there are different team members that you have to deal with whenever you're doing a conversion optimization project, and they have different interests. Uh, so, you know, you have typically your, your your sponsor, and it's typically somebody high up there at the C-level. You're talking about CEO or a VP of marketing, and he's somebody actually sees the value in conversion optimization. Uh, you have your online marketing team. Uh, typically, those are the guys that we work very closely with. And they really have to believe in conversion optimization. This can be challenging if they were trying to do conversion optimization prior to, to you coming in. And really, you know, this last week, you know, I was sitting with a new client and, you know, we're doing a kickoff. And their performance marketing manager looked at us and said, so this is what I do. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? And, you know, I've had many, many clients, but I've never had somebody who just blurts it out just like that. And I looked at him and I said, well, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have lots of sessions. We'll work together. And we're working with him now. It's been about 10 days. Interesting 10 days to really get his buy-in, uh, you know, for the project. And the mm, other side – yeah, yeah. Uh, the other side is the IT and technical team. Uh, ultimately, and, and this is a challenge with conversion optimizations, many conversion optimization projects fail because IT is too busy. You know, you, you become priority five. You know, they have about other projects that they're trying to implement. And, you know, that, that's natural because uh, business is really priority driven and, and things change. However, sometimes what you see in conversion optimization is you remain at position five and the, the top four priorities keep on changing and, and more and more things are getting thrown at the at the development or IT team. So really so getting one their thing is, yeah, IT is, um, is always, always busy. They're always behind. Like you say, they always have a queue. Um, and frankly to them, any optimization project is usually unscheduled, right? They have a website launch or they need to upgrade the server infrastructure or whatever they're doing. That's scheduled. But you come along and say, I want to run a landing page test. And all of a sudden that sure sounds like extra work for me. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, uh, th that's one of the things that, like, you know, I think lots of conversion optimization companies have to pay close attention to is trying to minimize the amount of time it takes to implement a test. Otherwise, it can be, you know, it can really take a while to, to be able to launch. So one of the things that's important in this picture, I think, Khaled, you'll agree, is tag management because uh, you know, one of the other speakers at the event, along with you, of course, and 40 other great CRO uh, presenters is Chris Mercer. And he's going to be talking about how the need to take away control from IT for doing these simple tagging things so you can run tests and optimize and segment. Uh, and it seems like not everyone's on board with that yet. Uh, and, it, and it's languishing in IT's court and making everyone's life more difficult. I, I completely agree. I'm, uh, I'm always amazed that, you know, we're talking about 2016 and until now, there's so many companies that are still not using tag management, although it simplifies everyone's life. 
including including IT. But you know, it goes back to having to give up some of that control, which IT sometimes does not like to do. Okay, fair enough. As a recovering technologist myself, I almost <laughs> got my PhD in computer science. I, I can vouch for that. So they're definitely turf issues. So we're back to that. Okay, so we talked about the other stakeholders, IT being one of them. Uh, what, you know, who else do you need buy-in from in order to get an effective CRO revamp done? I think like, you know, the design team also becomes extremely critical. And now some companies have that part of IT, although now I'm seeing more and more companies have that the design team outside of IT and maybe more into marketing. It really varies from one company to the next. But again, this is something that's, you know, having to really convince them because they are responsible for design. They produce amazing, beautiful designs. Uh, you know, I've, I've always heard the saying that uh, not a single cook cooked, uh, in his opinion, cooked a bad meal, but there are many people who ate bad meals. So every designer thinks that, <laughs> well, you know, my, my designs are really amazing. It's like, what are you doing here? Why are you touching the de design? You know, why are we doing this all, all together? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we found is helpful with that is to get design involved early in the process, but get them involved in the user experience part of it. In other words, if you agree at the wireframe level before you start coloring things in uh, about the purpose of things on the page and agree explicitly about the visual priorities of things on the page, then the execution of the design can be within uh, acceptable bounds. They are not just free-forming or embellishing or distorting the importance of things on the page. I, I completely agree. Let me ask you, Tim, here. Do you guys like to produce designs yourself or do you rely on the client's designers to, to produce designs? Because I've seen, I've seen both, both done. You know, in, in what we've ended up doing when we're doing complete website redesigns is to uh, start with the homepage, wireframe, the information architecture follows from that, wireframes for the deeper pages, and then we do take it to what we call rough visual mock-ups. So okay. this is not like, you know, cut it up and make cascading style sheet working pages out of it. But again, it's to give the visual designers the, the level of prioritization of what, what should be the most visually important on the page. They can go and make it compliant with the brand documents and things yep. like that and the fonts and that's fine. But they shouldn't change the visual priorities. So we do have to give them guidance on the visual part. That's been our experience. And I, yeah, and I think that actually works very, very well. Uh, like I said, like you know, for us, it really varies. Uh, one of the challenges that we found is sometimes even when we do kind of the wireframing, okay, here's the visual priority. Sometimes some of the designers still go outside of that. Yeah, so you have to rein them back in. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. during, during, both during implementation for the IT folks and the designers, you have to rein them back in. Okay, we have our last commercial break coming up, but when we come back, I want to talk about your highfalutin political background and all the fancy schmancy people you've met over the years. Sounds good. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization, talking to Khalid Saleh, the CEO of Invest. Khalid, you made a kind of a, a run at, at politics. Well, not directly, but uh, certainly influencing politics. Uh, you've been to the White House. You've met Secretaries Clinton and Kerry. Um, what are your, uh, some of your impressions of, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the important people that we see on the news every day? You know, it's sort of, it's sort of interesting because, you know, you, you, you look at them and then like when you meet them, you have like, you know, just sometimes like a completely different, different picture. Um, secretary Clinton is sort of interesting. She is very reserved. <laughs> I don't know why she reminded me a lot of Margaret Thatcher, not that I met Thatcher, but like, you know, it's just like very reserved, very political. Uh, you know, and I was telling that to a friend and he's like, he, he looked at me and he just laughed. He's like, he's like, she is the epitome of politics. This is just normal. <laughs> Um, but she was a lot more engaging than Secretary Kerry. <laughs> uh, but, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I have to say, like, you know, she's, uh, she, she can be very, uh, very persuasive. Uh, on the other hand, I've also met with the president of France, um, you know, a completely different culture, um, very down to earth, uh, completely different than kind of U.S. politicians and, and how they are, so... So I, I guess uh, the one thing you can say is that uh, – well, no, actually, I was going to make a political crack in the middle of the election. I don't want to alienate anyone in the audience. I'm going to be politically correct and shut my mouth. Okay, so uh, if, if, we, uh, if we go back to the topic at hand, uh, CRO and the politics of it surrounding e-commerce redesigns, um, give us three very quick tips – as to if you are trying to avoid mistakes, everybody makes these, uh, and you wish that your clients didn't, or the next person working on their e-commerce redesign doesn't. What are the three tips you'd give them? Uh, I would say think of uh, your homepage and your category pages. Those two types of pages as, as what we call funnel pages. Their goal is just to funnel visitors to the final destination or at least the first battleground, which is your product pages. That's where people are really starting to think, is this the right product? Is this the right price? Do I really want this or not? Sometimes people try to do way too much on their home pages and way too much on their category pages. So that's one tip. Uh, let's talk about uh, product pages. Some, and, and especially at this point, we're talking 2016, 
people have all the right elements on their product pages, but they just throw them out there. It just becomes overwhelming. So really need to think about your visitors and how they are, what information they are anticipating, what information they need and present them with that information as opposed to, well, it's all there on the page. You know, we've created it, you, you find it. So that's the second one. The third one is during the checkout process simplify the options for the checkout process don't don't produce way too many options sometimes it can get really confusing uh, really the simpler the easier it is for visitors to convert yeah so that is a great tip so uh, just to recap on category and home pages they're primarily there for navigation not product level stuff not banners but uh, get me down to the consideration set of products I care about as as quickly and cleanly as possible, right? Uh, yep, for the product detail page, yeah, a lot of the devils in the details and the layout, the emphasis, the containers, everything else on that page that group your thinking and your eye are super important. And checkout, yeah, agree to, uh, you know, there's a whole art to uh, testing and changing checkouts, but um, a lot of them are just way too complicated and have uh, too many steps or too many options and require, you know, a, a pilot's license just to navigate your checkout. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm like, no. and, and I think if people really start with, uh, you know, with the visitor and, and focusing on the visitor and what the visitor needs, that's going to simplify their, their e-commerce process and really get the visitors what they want and get to the e-commerce site what they want, which is, you know, the, the more sales, the community around their websites. Yeah, and then so that that I think is the first and always uh, kind of last word on uh, on conversion rate optimization. Don't forget your poor visitors; they're the ones that the only ones that matter. So what we want them to do in the business or how we want to shove them down funnel is not what they want. Is so always think of the visitors first, right? Definitely. I mean, that, 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 that's really where what's – if you want to, like, you know, really simplify conversion optimization, I think that's the, that's the one statement. Think about the visitor. Walk a, yeah, walk a mile in your visitor's shoes. Uh, yep. That's the alpha and the omega. Yep. <laughs> so if somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, find out a little more about Invest or what you guys are up to, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? In addition, of course, you'll be speaking at Conversion Conference in Vegas coming up here very soon. I think we're sold out again, second year in a row. So can't That's wait to awesome. see there. Is this is this sixth year, by the way, for the conversion conference? Yeah, we've had uh, 27 events worldwide between Europe and the U.S. So yeah, we started in 2010, and uh, yeah, this is our seventh year now. You know, I actually spoke at the fir very first conversion conference, so it's really exciting to see how it grew. You know, over the last uh, six, six years. Um, the the best way to get in touch with me, I mean, people can visit our website, invest, I-M-V-E-S-P, as in Peter, I always have to say that, investcro.com, or they can reach me via Twitter, it's my uh, my first name, Khalid, K-H-A-L-I-D-H, uh, so those are kind of the fastest two ways, I'm also on LinkedIn, active on, on that community. All right, fantastic. Well, Khalid, I know we could talk for hours. I look forward to seeing you at, at the Rio in Vegas uh, coming up here soon. And uh, loyal listeners, uh, we'll see you on the flip side.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.